Welcome to Teaching Without Losing It. What I'd like to discuss today is talking to parents. We have, at my school, we have parent-teacher conferences twice a year. And of course, most of us reach out to parents beyond that throughout the school year. Um, the way I've related to parents has changed a lot throughout the years. Um, I was a teacher several years before I became a parent. And then not only did I become a parent, but I became a special needs parent, which was really um, enlightening to me. Uh, the main thing it taught me before we even knew our son was special needs um, was that sometimes even when parents are doing absolutely everything right, the kid still is not behaving at school or producing positive results with their work. Um, you know, I believed like most teachers that if a student is not doing well at school, it's the parent's fault. Of course, you know, they need more discipline or they need to be more involved in their student's school life or, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the bottom line is what I learned from my own personal experience is we have absolutely no idea what's going on in that family, not only um, observable behavior in the family, but also genetically in the family. You know, there are things that are passed down that wreak havoc with families uh, just through the genetics that are a very quiet battle that they fight within the four walls of their own home. So I would like to begin by asking you to stop assuming that the problem with the child is the parents, because that may very well not be true. Um, and it's it was through this own personal enlightenment of mine that I began to change my approach to how I speak to parents. Um, for starters, you know, a lot of parents are very intimidated by going into a school, by talking to teachers. Um, it puts them back in the frame of mind um, that they had when they were students. So if they had a negative experience with school and a teacher calls to talk about their student, a couple of things might happen. The first thing that might happen is the parent is truly scared of the teacher and feels like they've gotten in trouble too. So they're already feeling um, like they owe you a big explanation. Second thing that might happen is they had a bad experience in school and they hear the phone calls from the teacher and they come out swinging. So they're ready to fight you on everything. So what I have found works is for me to assume nothing. Um, I'm gonna call the parent and here's how it's typically gonna sound. You know, let's say, let's call her um, Mrs. Jones, Mr. Jones, okay. Um, hello, Mrs. Jones or Mr. Jones. Um, my name is blah, blah. I'm so-and-so's French teacher. And I, I'm calling because um, I'm really worried about him. Um, here are some of the things I'm seeing happen in class. Um, he comes in and some days he's kind of perky, smiles, talks to me. Other days he just puts his head down on his desk and will not participate. You know, if I, if I talk to him and say, hey, you know, what's going on? He'll, you know, he'll just say, oh, nothing. And then... Uh, I'll say, well, you know, if you, um, you know, I'd like you to start to do some work if you can. And then maybe he'll sit up and he'll do a couple of items and then he puts his head right back down. 
And, you know, that I, I'm, I'm a little bit scared about what I'm seeing. Um, could I ask you to, I mean, do you have any idea, you know, what's going on? Were you aware this was going on? Do you, you know, is there anything you can think of that might be causing this? Because it worries me. And so here's what I find. When you approach them one-to-one, you're on their level. You're actually seeking their help. All of a sudden then, they open up and they will start to say, they'll reveal things to you like, oh, well, yeah, you know, his sister got in a car accident last month and, you know, it was really scary. She survived, but it was really scary because she was in the hospital for like a week and a half and they had her on a ventilator and, you know, we've all just been like in knots and, and she's back home now, but blah, blah, blah. You know, she's, it's a long recovery. And all of a sudden they can two things happen. For one, you learn a lot of information. And secondly, the parent has been able to vent a little bit to you, which creates a bond. So they all of a sudden see you as an ally in this process and not as an enemy in this process. And, um, you know, then they can say something like, you know, and I know he needs to do better on his schoolwork and, and whatnot. And, you know, you might even try something. I've done this in the past, like, well, you know, what are your expectations for him this nine weeks? Um, you know, he usually is like a, a BC student, you know, are you expecting him to stay up at that level? Or, you know, would you just be content with like a passing grade this term, given the circumstances? And, you know, and then they can set the bar. They can say, well, you know, a passing grade is fine with me, given everything that's happened. Or they might say, no, 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 he still needs to keep a B. Um, and then I might say back, well, then um, do you want to send me like, you know, an email once a week? And I can check in, uh, you know, I can let you know if he's missed anything, or then I might also instruct them and say, now, do you know how to access our online grading system that you're able to view on your own? And they might say, yes, they might say no. If they say no, then I'll walk them through the steps. And so what's happened now is the parent has helped me tremendously because I've gotten some insight. And the parent, again, sees me as an ally. So if I need to call again or reach out again, text again, email again, they're not going to bristle at that. And that's, in my opinion, what you want from your parent relationships. Um, the thing above all that I stress you to never do is pretend like you know more than they do. Um, now, granted, they do not know what their child, the student, looks like and acts like. And I know this again from my own personal experience being a teacher and being a mom. You know, the person my son is at home is not the person that he is or was, he's graduated now, in school. Um, totally different beings. And, you know, we don't want to assume anything about who that child is at home because we don't, we never see that. And, and I think the thing that helps best with parents is if we just simply enlighten them on who that person is in the role of a student. Um, and, you know, this way we can all really, really help each other a lot. And it becomes a very non-threatening circumstance. And the last thing we want with parents is confrontation. Absolutely the last thing in the world we want is confrontation. Um, along those same lines, um, another thing that ties into this a little bit is when you get parent complaints about you. Um, <clears throat> I had more of those early in my career uh, than 
I have ever had since, which I think is a common thing for beginning teachers, because again, you know, the things I've come to learn, I did not know in the beginning. Um, I did have a situation a couple of years ago where I had a student in study hall who, um, he was really problematic, really problematic. And, and I had uh, some of my colleague friends were his teachers and they discussed how problematic he was in class. He was very argumentative, um, not very high achieving, et cetera. Um, in study hall one day, I just simply asked him, I said, you know, what do you want to do for a living? What's your long-term career goal? And he said, I want to be a veterinarian. And me being me, <laughs> which no filter sometimes, I said, oh, well, listen, you know, if you want to be a vet, uh, you're going to have to turn things around because getting into vet school is way harder than getting into med school. And with the way your grades are looking now, uh, that's not looking so likely. You know, I'm not even sure you get into pre-vet at this point. So if that's truly what you want, you're going to have to rethink things. Well, I got an email from his mother uh, a day or two later, just chastising me for discouraging the dreams of a child and how could I say something like that and you know uh she was obviously on the religious side because she says you know only only God can determine the fate of someone and yada 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 and I instantly knew like oh boy uh okay I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take on this fight <laughs> so you know what I did I sent her an email and I said you know what ma'am you are absolutely right I apologize. It I was completely out of bounds by discouraging him and uh, please accept my apology. And that was it. Because again, uh, you know, related to my last episode, um, was I going to die on that hill? Absolutely not. Okay. She didn't want to hear any explanations from me. She didn't want to hear any justifications from me. She simply wanted to tell me to shut my mouth. <laughs> and, you know, I read that loud and clear and I was happy to do it. And you know, I benefited as well because it never, she never contacted me again. And the bottom line is it's, it's her kid, not mine. You know, if he's groomed for um, vet school and doesn't get in, that's not going to be my problem years down the road. It's going to be hers and his. So uh, again, you know, when it comes to parents, stop and think and, you know, do what you can to get them on your side and vice versa. Okay. Thank you so much for listening.